three, two, one. Thank you for joining us for the Welcome to the Hall podcast, courtesy of the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame and the El Paso Sports Commission. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the best of the best from past inductees into your El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for today's edition of Welcome to the Hall. Today we are joined by Janet Blades Prieto. We just talked to her husband, Phil Prieto, who's in the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame for his bowling accomplishments. And uh, Miss Prieto is in the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame, inducted in 1983 for diving, swimming and diving excellence that she had over the years. And first of all, Miss Prieto, thank you for joining us. And how are you doing? Um, thank you, Wayne. I'm doing very good. Thank you. And you? I'm good. Thank you. And uh, this pandemic has been something else, hasn't it? I've been terrible. Yeah, definitely. But so. got to spend a lot more time with my husband, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. How long y'all been married now? Uh, Forty-one years. Wow! Congratulations. Thank you. Very much so. Now, were you born in El Paso? No, actually, I was born in Macombs, Mississippi. Wow, Macombs! I've never heard of Macombs, Mississippi. Tell us about well, Macombs. Well, it's the, I. I Actually, I lived in Kentwood, Louisiana, but they didn't have a hospital, so I had to go across the border to the hospital. <laughs> really? Wow. I was born in New Orleans. But, oh, okay. Uh, well, I'm from Kentwood, actually. Yeah. I don't know if you... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely so. Um, now, you came to El Paso. Did you go to elementary school here, or did you go in over in Mississippi? No, I went to Crockett elementary and uh then bassett and then austin hi wow crockett boy that's a name you don't hear a lot about no but wow. it's still there <laughs> yes yes and then of course uh another great austin high school graduate yes and very proud now when you were at austin did they ever ring those bells you know those bells at the top there at the steeple that they have at, at they, they tell me that at that time they were going off every hour, but I don't know if that's true or not. Did you ever hear those bells? No, I sure didn't. I think they were lying. They didn't, the bells <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell, now, at Austin High School, I'm sorry, where'd you go to uh, middle school? Uh, Bassett. Or, oh, Bassett, man. And you know, Did they close Bassett this year or is it still open? You know, I don't really know. I know I drove by a couple of years ago and it was still there, but I couldn't, I've not heard it mentioned lately. Yeah, I hope it's still there because that school is nestled right there by the uh, old William Beaumont Hospital right down the street. Yeah, right on top of it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Now, were you always a swimmer? I was never a swimmer. I'm a diver. I know, but were you, were you always <laughs> a swimmer, though, in terms of swimming? Did you? Yeah, I like the water. You like the yeah, water? Yeah, I was always. Yeah. But people don't realize that at that time it was unheard of for an individual to be a diver. Is that correct? Yeah. This people, I don't, for El Paso, for some reason, they just didn't, nobody got excited about it, but finally they got put diving boards up. And I think when I was about 12 or 13, I started going to Grandview swimming pool and they decided they're going to have swimming and diving uh, competitions and so the lifeguards just started grabbing people and seeing throwing them on the board to see what they could do 
because yeah. diving, you got points for, I mean, the swimmers got points from the divers. So right. that was pretty much the only reason. Who was your coach? I have no idea. They were two high school kids. So you didn't really have a true coach in terms of diving, correct? No, no, not for the first two or three years. It was just kids that they didn't know any more than I did. But And you just did it and continued on doing it? Yeah, I continued there. I probably did about two or three years just from, you know, just from the, uh, the public pool. And then I heard of a coach they used to have here, uh, Sarge or Dick McGurk. He used to be the, he was the first swimming coach at uh, El Paso Aquatic Center or at El Paso Aquaposse. Ah, yes. And, yes. Yeah, and he was overseas, and I heard he happened to come back, so I called him one day to see if he might come back and start coaching again, and thank goodness he did. And he was my coach for about 20 years. You know, I've talked to many people that, that they swim, but they don't dive, but they always tell me that they don't dive because they're just scared of heights or they're scared of hitting that water, and it can be quite a challenge can it well it can be yeah it's, it's it's scary at first but then you get used to it but you have to be able to accept the pain because you're going to have pain every day really but it, it's well worth it i mean when you watch the diving on tv nowadays you see them going in the board straight up and i mean going in the water straight up and down Yes. Well, that's not how you do it when you're first learning stuff. <laughs> yeah, oh. but it's not a belly flop, though. It's a little different than that. Well, right? it can be any kind. Yeah, it can be any kind of a flop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, you mentioned about uh, just learning how to dive and and doing all the mini meets that you did. Is there one particular meet that stands out? Uh, well, in the younger days, one was we actually had one in Juarez that was very challenging. It was the first time I'd ever they had it on television. And that was just very, very awkward. And it was just a neat meet. It was first international quote meet that I had been to. And how did you be able to juggle your, your diving and also your studies? Because of course, uh, that was very challenging too, to become a nurse. Well, when I was going to nursing school, I had to quit diving. There was just, there was no way to do both. Right. It was very so it did, Yeah, I, there was just no way physically. Or I could have, except uh, when I graduated high school, they didn't have the Title 19 yet. Right. So, you know, there was no way I could go to college and afford that and to dive at the same time. So I had to quit during my nursing school days. And then I started back. And when did you start back? Um, I was probably about 27. My old coach, uh, Sarge McGurk, happened to call me, and he had read an article about a, a new diving program called Master's Diving yes. and just wanted to know if I wanted to try and get back into it. And So we went to the pool and tried it out and just got hooked on it again. And how long did you dive? How long did you dive after you started up again in twenty seven? Age twenty seven. I dove until I was almost uh, forty nine. Wow! And 
Yeah, no, the only reason I quit is I, well, I'd had a few surgeries anyway, but then I broke my ankle and that just completely, I wasn't able to to use it anymore. So I had to quit, but I'd have still been diving now if, if I could have. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. Yeah. And the master's program, it goes up to, uh, we even had divers in their nineties. Oh my goodness. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, you dove within your own age bracket, right. but I mean, it was, it, I mean, that was one thing that kept me going and it wasn't just falling off the board. I mean, we were all doing, I was in my almost fifties and still doing the same dives I was doing in college. So it was, and so was everybody around me. So it's very competitive. And isn't it amazing to watch the Olympics that just recently completed and see those divers and what they do and how they do it? It's just impressive. Yeah, it very, very much. I really enjoyed it. Is there a favorite diver you've liked to watch over the years of all time? Well, it had to be Greg Luganus. I mean. <laughs> he was amazing. By far, yeah. He, he did things that people, there's no way they can repeat what he's done. Definitely so. Or what he did for diving, actually. And is Mr. McGurk still alive? No, he passed away, gosh, probably about 10 years ago. Wow. A true credit to him for what he did to get you started and keep you going oh, in terms I, of that. Absolutely, completely. I would have never been anywhere without him. And to be inducted in the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame in 1983, along with Russell E. Ball, John Burkhead, longtime Burgess Bay, uh, football coach and great softball player as well. And then, of course, yourself and Jim Bowden, the uh, longtime athletic director at the University of Texas at El Paso. Uh, T. Casper, who did so much for radio here locally. And then, of course, Peggy Robertson Burkhead was nominated, was uh, selected the next year. And she's another husband and wife team that were inducted into the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame. And what does it mean to you to have your husband in the Hall of Fame along with yourself? Oh, that meant everything. I was so proud of him. He is something to be proud of. Yeah, but I did insist that my plaque was on top of his. <laughs> that had to be pretty, that's pretty cool. That has got to be pretty cool. That is awesome. <laughs> that was neat. <laughs> that that is really impressive, you know, to be able to have that opportunity. It it, it just it, it beats all. It really does. And and you know, he's a bowler. Have you ever bowled? You know, I tried the first year they opened the bowling center and I've been in sports all my life and if I'm not good at something I really don't like it and I really didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> because I was the worst on the team and I could not stand being the worst. So I just, I kind of said, this is, I don't have time to practice this sport too. So no, thank you. <laughs> and on the flip side of that, has your husband ever dived? <laughs> uh, well, you could call, he, he's gone off the board. <laughs> and how he landed. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's very good at the, the cannonballs and stuff. <laughs> cannonballs. <laughs> now, both of you graduated from two high schools that have a bit of rivalry among themselves, Austin and El Paso High, with the famous claw every year for football. Uh, 
Boy, that has to be some bragging rights right there, huh? Yeah, but I still have the A on the mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's very true. That's something that you can't uh, deny. Yes, that's that's very, very, very true. Now, of course, you went to Austin High School, which also had some uh, famous people go there as well. Uh, Do you remember some of the people that you graduated with? Oh, gosh. Uh, I remember Alex Acosta, Dwight Ooh. Dieter. Wow. Bill Brown. There was lots of people that have gone on to do really good stuff. And so sad to hear Alex Acosta passing away. Oh, I know. Be just before Memorial Day this year. and Yeah. Man. Way too young. <laughs> way too young. You're exactly right. And uh, I always look at Alex Acosta as being the one that was really behind getting the rental car tax paid, uh, voted on and passed by the voters for the Sumble Association. And Alex was just a, such a dynamic individual and just a lot of fun to be around. And we, yeah. we truly miss him. And so after you graduated from high school, where did you go on? You went on to college to, to dive to or no? Oh, no, because we didn't, we weren't able to have scholarships, but, uh, Actually, I went to, uh, I moved to New Orleans Whoa. to go to, I went to the LSU in New Orleans there, but I was allowed to dive with the Tulane diving team. I mean, I couldn't represent Tulane. They just let me pretty much just dive with them, but they got no points or anything for it. But at least I was able to, you know, to work out and dive with their team, wow. which was very impressive. I really enjoyed that. That had to be really neat. Yes. And so you go away to Tulane, but you come back to El Paso afterwards, huh? Right. I came back to UTEP because I needed to start getting serious about my schooling. So I came back here and then nursing school was just, there was just, and then I had no coach when I came back. So it was pretty much just going to school. And, you know, you bring up a good point as well when we were talking earlier with your husband because he talked about his military service. And and for you to be a nurse, uh, thank you for your service as well because uh, people don't realize nursing school is brutal, isn't it? Well, I sure thought it was. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's very tough. And then, of course, when you have your job as a nurse, even through this pandemic, as we've seen so many times for our frontline workers uh, the nurses are so, so very vital and important. Yeah, well, I, I should really salute all of them that are going through what they're going through right now. Definitely. Unbelievable what they're going through. And as you look back on all your diving exploits and all the many places you visited, is there one particular pool or facility that stands out in your mind as being the best of the best in terms of your diving? Oh my goodness. There's several because I've been, I've hit almost every state in the country because of my diving. Uh, And you're not going to believe this, but one place I went to was in Juarez, Mexico. When they first built, they built, it's a beautiful, beautiful pool. Absolutely fantastic. And, you know, unfortunately they haven't really taken care of it, but that was one of the prettiest pools I've ever seen. And, of course, it's different in every pool with the water. How much of a, of a play does the water have a, 
over your body over the many years that you've dived? Because you mentioned you can get a lot of injuries when you land incorrectly and fall into the water, but it, it has to be something that really takes its toll on you. Well, it does, especially when we were diving tower, because you hit like you hit the pool thirty miles an hour. Wow. So if you don't hit just the right way, I mean, I've had bruises on every part of my body. There's nothing that hasn't had a bruise. And how high up but is the highest you've ever dived? Ten meters. It's like a three-story building. Three-story building. Mm. And here I am. I, I don't even know how to swim. And she's talking about diving oh my three stories and stuff. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, you can come. I'll teach you how to dive. I'll just pull you out of school. <laughs> <laughs> pull me off the bottom. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's, that's amazing. Totally amazing. But what a decorated career you've had in terms of diving and being involved and, and now with nursing as well. Uh, and then coming back to diving, uh, you really had to have a discipline in your life to be able to do that. Well, I like to think so. Uh, coaching had a lot to do with it. Well, thank to Mr. McGurk uh -oh. for keeping you going. Oh, for sure. And actually, and I also went to uh, Phoenix every summer to dive with Dick Smith, which was, he was the Olympic diving coach for many many years and the experience i had there because he had all of his olympic divers were diving just right alongside of myself and everybody else that went to the camp and he treated us all the same but it was fantastic diving like i said this was in i started in 68 and that's when the olympics were and he had almost every olympic diver was at the camp so that was fantastic experience and it has to be really cool for you to be to be voted into the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame because uh, it, it, at the time, in 1983, uh, you really hadn't reached your prime yet, had you? No, I hadn't even been to any world championships yet. Right. So that's even more amazing that you were voted in at that particular time, a credit to your ability. Yeah, I'm just very lucky. Well, that's something we all can say in life. And uh, a lot of, uh, I was talking to your husband about the fact of his great bowling skills. It's not all about luck. It's about the ability too and the God-given talent. And both of you have that in two different realms of being involved and still loving the sport that he loves in terms of uh, bowling and you still loving your sport of diving. Uh, it has to be special for you both. And uh, it's always good to see you at the El Paso Leg Hall of Fame committee meetings, and uh, hopefully we'll get back to normal as quick as possible. But in January, we look forward to being in person once again. Well, thank you. We're both very anxious to get back. Yes, and thank you again for doing this as well, because like you said, uh, uh, you may not like to do a lot of talking, but uh, we got something out of you in terms of your great career, and a lot of people will be amazed at what you've accomplished. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And thank you very much for doing this and all the very best and see you soon. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Wayne. Thank you again, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're joined by an unbelievable diver. And I think you're the only diver in the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame. Isn't that correct? Uh, yes. 
Yes. Totally awesome. <laughs> <They're just kids. laughs> yeah, there's no diving boards in the city anymore. <laughs> no, oh, shoot, no, yeah. Again, thank you, Miss Prieto, and all the very best. And we'll thank all of you for listening. Welcome to the hall and for our producer, Asa Costa. All of you take care, be safe, stay healthy, and see you next time.